Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. Welcome to Missing in Canada, an ongoing series by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Missing in Canada, an ongoing series by the Nighttime Podcast that explores the stories and circumstances of Canadian missing person cases. In this episode, we're going to keep our focus on the search for Katrina Blagden. If you recall, in last week's episode, Katrina was last seen on New Year's Eve 2021 by her boyfriend. The couple spent the evening together playing board games without anything exceptional taking place. Until the next morning, on New Year's Day, when he woke up, he claimed she was gone. In this episode, we're going to look at Katrina's story again, but from an altogether more painful vantage point. Our guest is Katrina's closest friend and one of her fiercest supporters. Since Katrina's disappearance, Holly DeCoste has dedicated every waking moment to finding her missing best friend, and tonight she's going to tell us all about it. So let's get into it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we'll be joined by Holly DeCoste for a discussion surrounding the disappearance of Katrina Blagden. I, I've seen you refer to her in Facebook posts as like a sister, as a best friend. Tell me a bit about like what your relationship's like. Trina, I've known Trina since junior high. Um, we've always been inseparable since then best friends sisters for sure we've always been in each other's lives supporting each other mm-hmm. she's she's definitely like a sister to me yeah and when you say supporting each other i know um from what i know about her story i know she had had suffered a bit with ptsd after the military um when you say supporting each other would you have been supporting her in that way as, as well like as she was oh, dealing yeah. with that I mean, mental health is everywhere. Like people deal with mental health on a regular, but Trina has been to Afghanistan. Like she's, you know, she's, she's seen a lot in her life and she's given a lot in her life. And so, yeah, I totally supported her with everything, her mental health. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, knowing her since high school. Let's, let's back, let's back up to that. Do you remember meeting her? Like, how did you meet her and what drew you together? Um, I think that just because she's so honest and, you know, she just, she, she just loves people for who they are and doesn't judge people. And I really, I really flock to people like that, those kind of energies. And we just clicked right away. And you met like in, like you went to the same high school and yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. I said in my prior episode that she that I thought she was from Glace Bay. That's not the case. Tell me about like where you're from and you know what it's like there, where where, where you met her back in high school. Yeah, so she grew up in. Well, she's not originally from Cape Breton. She's from like Halifax Regional Municipality area. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she moved down when she was kind of in junior high ish time, and uh, Elma Dam. So Elma Dam is a little island off of cape breton and she grew up in uh, west Ayrshire area okay um so she would have been from if you come from that i know enough about ilma dam to know that if you left 
you know, Halifax area and move there, you'd be moving to like rural yeah. Nova Scotia. What did she do? Would you remember like when you met her back then, did she stand out as like the city kid who came down to Ilmadam? Um, I, she was really shy, but, uh, yeah, Trina was always shy and, you know, she's very unique and, but she still didn't care what people thought. And mm -hmm. she was always helping people. Okay. Um, and so you've been close since, you know, back high school was probably a few mm -hmm. years ago. Um, yeah. tell me about as, as she gets into, you know, the military, she serves in Afghanistan. How, like, what was your relationship like during this period as she's, you know, coming and going from Canada, I guess, and, and dealing with yeah. life as a, a touring military member? What was that like? Yeah. So she went to, uh, right out of high school, she got into, the army and she went to um i think it's quebec for the basic training and she like we didn't talk for months because she was gone and she's so strong that woman oh my god the things that she did to just went into the military and she's she's amazing anyway she did all of that and then she decided to, you know, serve her country and go to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. But we always stayed close. She, when she was in Afghanistan, we didn't talk as much. She had really young kids at the time. Her mom was helping her with that when her she was in Afghanistan. That must have been nuts for her. I, like as a, yeah. as a, I'm a father of two kids. But when my kids were young, it's like I had a hard time going to work for the afternoon, let alone to Afghanistan and risking my life. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. She's, yeah. And so she did that, like, and she had friends that she's lost in Afghanistan. So can you imagine, like, dealing with that? But then she came back from all of that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and she she deserved this amazing life in Cape Breton that she wanted, and she's not getting it right now. So it's so sad. Mm -hmm. And when when she came back from Afghanistan, she, she stayed in Ontario for a number of years after being back. Am I getting the timeline right? Like, probably yeah. the last five or so years she would have she been. She did. And she was out so of the she military. She went to Afghanistan, but she was posted to Nova Scotia for a little bit mm. in between that. Okay. So she moved to Greenwood. Mm. Um, she was posted there for a little while and we got to hang out. And then she met a guy that they really clicked and they were going to try to make a go at it. This wasn't the person that she's with currently. Mm. Um, and she moved to St. Catharines for him. Oh. Okay. And, and it didn't work out. So... And it didn't but, work out, but she stuck around a little bit after. Yeah, she stuck around. She's tried to make kind of a life at it. Like she had family in Petawawa, so that wasn't that far. Yeah, uh, and Petawawa is known as kind of like a military spot. Does, is is Trina's family like? Does she have like a military family, or is like what led her that in that direction? Her sister, her oldest sister, is military. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking. It's it just. I don't know a lot of people who right out of high school went into the military. I so. know. Yeah, I know. I'm not really sure why she did it right out of high school. I know that I think that her grandfather was also military. Okay. It's just the route, mm -hmm. the route she took. And now, yeah. so when, when she's in St. Catharines over the last several years, um, you're here in Nova Scotia, Ilmadam and St. Catharines, there's a bit of space between them. Talk to me a bit about your, your relationship over the last, you know, several years that she was living there. Like, how did you well, connect? With COVID, like, how awful is COVID? Like, COVID so awful, right? Yeah, yeah it is. But, but before that, like, we would travel. We went on, like, an ultimate best friend trip to Disney World. Mm. Like, we were, we were, we were 
seriously like sisters like we go everywhere together we plan trips we were supposed to go to disney this month together with oh. our family oh so we had to cancel that and it's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy that she's not here anymore <laughs> yeah and she um she i understand she has two i believe like high school like teenage yeah. age children um i'm assuming you know her children well they talk mm-hmm. to me a bit about like about her her connection with her children and maybe seeing her you know raise these these kids and have have that part of her life you know unfold over the last 13, yeah she was years. an amazing mother and she's still like she's a, she's always was amazing mother she loved her children so much and her dad their dad right now is taking care of them and he's doing such a good job but they're having a hard time i mean their mother went missing like it's awful Mm-hmm. This is just tearing people apart. Mm-hmm. Not knowing where she is or what happened, it's really hard. So I, I want to move into kind of the the time right around New Year's when, you know, three months ago when, when she yep. was last seen. Um, you say you talk to her almost every day. Like, do you remember? Every day. <laughs> maybe give me an idea of like leading up to New Year's Eve. Friends are in touch, talking. You know what's going on tonight. Do you remember like talking to her? You know, before New Year's Eve about what her plan was or what she was up to. Yep. Um. She texted me. Like we texted that day. I. I was a. We texted right up until her phone was turned off that day. So I know exactly what she was up to. I was working that day, so I was pretty busy. But um, she texted me and she was just saying like, oh, you know, I'm just going to relax tonight and whatever. But if she went to bed at 1230, she didn't text me. So that's really strange. Mm-hmm. So um, that didn't make sense to me. So you you te- like you you kind of had that kind of communication where you're just always texting back and always forth. Always messaging each other. Like we mm-hmm. talked all the time. We were really supportive to each other because you know, we built each other up. We were just those people together. Like mm-hmm. we were best mm-hmm. friends. Um in her saying, you know, it's it's New Year's Eve, I'm going to have a quiet night at home. Would that have been out of character for her? Was she like the type that was like out socially or would it be normal for her to be like I'm chilling at home tonight? Um I think that I mean a chilling at home tonight is fine. I I I totally think that that would have been fine, but I don't think that she left in the morning like that kind of whole thing. Mhm. Um, mm. Do you remember how, like, throughout the evening, because uh, we'll, we'll get to kind of the next day, um, but throughout the evening, do you recall, like, how your um, communication with her stopped? Like, do you remember how the back and forth messaging ended? Yes. That day we talked, she was messaging me saying, like, you know, what am I going to wear tonight? My house coat? Like, it was just we were being silly about it. Um, and she, she was just telling me like you know they were gonna go out to eat and they were just gonna relax at home that's what I thought they were doing Mm -hmm. so that made sense to me even that situation but it's just the facts don't really add up so Mm -hmm. and then eventually as this evening goes on you just the the communication just ends you just don't get a message back and you go about your night or something that was it so what happened was I was working 
And then I ended up working late. I came home and we messaged each other around supper. Mm. But I fell asleep on the couch because I was exhausted. I shot a wedding. And then and the next day I woke up and I messaged her and she never messaged me back. Okay. Um, and that like in the morning we message each other every morning saying, Hey, like it's gonna be an amazing day and you know, I miss you so much. And we usually send each other selfies and stuff. Like it's we talk a lot. Like yeah. and when she didn't message me, I knew something was wrong. So I kept messaging her, I kept messaging her, and then around three it was actually three o'clock when I messaged her boyfriend. Okay, so you're the one who messaged her her boyfriend, which is um, yeah. the way I understand it happening is that, and I, I didn't know until today that it that you were the the one involved. But I thought, but the way I understood it was um, Trina's sister Kelly connected with a friend of Trina's, which is which is you. Um, the friend of Trina, you contacted the boyfriend because I think Kelly, uh, Trina's older sister, d didn't know him. Is Am I following that right? Is that what led to you to write to him rather than anyone else? Um, I'm I'm the only one that really talked to him or meet, met him, mm -hmm. really. Okay. Um, so I, I talked to Trina regularly. I was trying to figure out if she was like, what was going on? I, once I talked to her boyfriend, that's when I called her sister. Okay. Um, and you, know, you said like it, the, that morning on New Year's day, when, when you messaged her and didn't get a response, something you felt something uh, was up. It was that dramatic. Like you, I guess if you're in touch regularly, I, but I just think uh, even I, with it was definitely cause I woke up and I knew why didn't she text me that night? Like, why didn't she text me happy new year if she was up till 12 30 like there's no way she didn't text me that mm -hmm. you know what i mean it just didn't make sense and then the next morning when i woke up and i didn't see any messages from her and i messaged her and she didn't message me back it, the whole day i was just like there's something this is strange and then i just messaged him and i was just i, I said hey what happened is there something wrong with trina why isn't she messaging me and, and was this like a text or a Facebook message? It was a Facebook message. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I believe you're the first one to communicate with him, you know, that mm -hmm. day. What what was his response to you? He said, I woke up at eight in the morning and she wasn't here. Mm -hmm. And I reacted like, what do you mean? Like, I, I was yelling, capitalized. Like, I was like, what? Like, where is she? Did you look for her? Like, what did she tell you she was going somewhere? Did she take Denver, her dog? Like, her dog was like a big deal to her. Like, there's no way she wouldn't have took that dog. I didn't understand anything. And he was just like, yeah, she's, she's just not here. And I said, did you report it to the police? Like, what's going on? We were just, I was in shock. I called her sister. I asked her if she talked to her and she said no. And so then we were both really upset. And then my husband's, my husband's a sheriff and he, uh, we were talking. And so then we were just like, let's call the police. Wow. Uh, so it's that quick. And as, as soon as you hear, yeah, you like it was that quick that I was just like, we knew something was wrong. Like we just felt something was wrong. In hearing um, like the idea that he wakes up and she's not there. Yeah. Trina's not, everything I've read is she's not the type that she just like kind of go off or something like it's like immediately you're like, yeah, something bad is up. 
I just don't understand the whole not taking her purse, not taking like her dog. Like, why did she leave without anything? Like, I don't understand that. My understanding is the only thing that was missing would have been her phone. Mm -hmm. It was. And she had two of them and they're both missing. Okay. Um, so this back and forth with, with her, her boyfriend, it, it seems like it doesn't go very far because your next step, as you described, is talking to your husband and making a, a, a report. So I guess your initial communication with him didn't really elaborate. Like, what did you do last night? You know, when did you last yeah, see her? Just so I did. Oh, it elaborated. We talked for about a half hour, maybe back and forth. And I said, what did you do? What happened? What, you know, and he just said she he woke up and she was not there. Like, that's what he told me, you know, and I was just like, and then I tried to get a hold of him for about three hours straight trying to get a hold of him. And he didn't message me back. And then finally we called in a wellness check and the police were there and they called my husband because they were at her house and they were like, nobody's here and the dog's freaking out. And we were like, oh, my God. So I, I messaged him and he was like, he just said, Oh, I'm at my mom's. I'll be right there. That's what he said. And that was like five hours later. It didn't make any sense, man. Mm -hmm. um, so you knew him and or know him enough to have connected with him on Facebook and write him and get a response. What was your like up until I'm sure things have changed since. But what was your relationship like with him? Was it just kind of a passive thing where, you know, uh, you'd be talking to Trina and she'd mention him or, or did you actually socialize with him as well? Uh, I met him, we went up in November, my husband and I, to visit Trina, and we stayed, and we got to meet him, and all of that. I, like, they weren't that serious. That's what I think of the situation. Like, I just, they were on again, off again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. Um but aside from it not being serious and the on again, off again, did it like, was there anything about the relationship that like concerned you or made like any red flags or anything that made you worry about her with him or anything that made him stand out in any way? Yeah. A few things. Like, I mean, they, like she didn't seem like she was ha really happy with him, but you know, I have to support her in whatever she mm -hmm. wanted. Like she was my best friend. I, I wasn't going to just, you know, I don't know. It, it's really hard, like, thinking about it because, you know, I don't think he was 100% what she wanted. But if you ever met her, you'd know that she just she wants to help everybody. So that's just her personality. And she'd stick with things like mm -hmm. trying to make them better and trying to make people happy and that mm -hmm. was her personality mm -hmm. uh do you know and, and i don't want to get too personal about him but do you know how they how they met katrina and him yeah um okay they met through a friend they were introduced through a friend and also i believe that they played baseball together okay so neil you, that day the wellness check happens there's no one home you find out he's at, at the mom at his mom's um when do the police actually be get involved as far as like it being a missing persons case? Do you remember like how, so how that the police developed? called us that night um, when they were at his house 
And my husband was talking to them and uh, he showed up when they were there. Okay. I called him. His mom must live really close or something. Anyway, yeah. So they talked to him and he was just like, yeah, she was this. She just, I woke up and this is, this has been the story since since the beginning and it hasn't changed mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. this is what they have and like we need the public to like come forward there's no way that nobody saw nothing mm-hmm. you left nova scotia to be involved in the search for oh, a period yeah. of time because because you like when this happens to your best friend like a sister oh. you leave your work and you head right out there when did when did you arrive like how long after new year's day the sixth Okay. We la- we when it when it happened, we weren't sure if she was just you know if they got in a fight or what happened. Like we didn't know if she left. She wanted to be alone. Like we looking everywhere for this girl and mm-hmm. calling every help place and everything just in case. And we looked everywhere. And when we couldn't find her, I was just like, we gotta go. Like mm-hmm. I can't sit here and like think about what could be happening like it was awful so my husband took time off work and we drove to ontario straight from here Mm -hmm. yeah but and by the time you get up there you know six days in uh, just as you said like the things like the hospital the police station like if if she was anywhere where it would take a day or two to find her she would have surfaced so by then by the time you get there it's pretty like a pretty desperate search to to, tell me a bit about like what when you get there i'm sure you're meeting with her family and whatnot what exactly are you doing while you're there in those first few days to search for her we arrived and we searched we arrived we drove 20 what was it 25 hours Mm -hmm. and then we didn't even sleep and we seriously drove right there and we just started right from her house we just started right from our house. We walked down the street. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. And we like asked neighbors. We knocked on doors and asked everybody if they saw anything because there's no way if she left, like you should see the area that she lives in. It's a city. Like, so we just we we went to people's houses and then we just we took off we searched everywhere we went to 12 mile we searched that we went everywhere we searched we went into like homeless places that like people were living in camps and we like showed her picture to see if anybody saw her like it was Mm -hmm. It was pretty desperate. We were pretty desperate. And in this, I'm assuming, is mainly like uh, yourself and like her her family, like her sister and, and parents. Is that it like me? And my, it was me and my husband at this point. Just us, but her family was searching as well, like mm-hmm. at different places. We were all. Her family had an Airbnb, and my husband and I rented a hotel like really close to where she lived. So. We were just we were just doing our own thing because we're I'm an avid hiker and we're pretty pretty in shape so we were doing as much as we could in the time we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, now in St. Catharines, other than her having um, her her boyfriend there, did, did she have as far as you know like a lot of like friends or like social a social oh circle? Oh my god! There? Like Trina was like a social butterfly. Like mm-hmm. she 
loved to dance and she loved to make people happy. Like she was very social. And I see online now there's um, referring to themselves as, as Trina's army. She has like a legion of people searching oh for her. Oh my God. It's mm -hmm. just like, I'm seriously like I talked like so many people messaged me and so many people care about her. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's, it's unbelievable mm -hmm. how many people she's touched. And this, um, the actual searching, as far as I know, is there. There is still like on the ground searching. So I'm assuming yeah. where, where she knows so many people there. Like what, what, like present day now, three months in, yeah. what kind of searching takes place? Oh my god! Like people are still searching, but you know, we just like they have a private group now where people that just want to search, they go to that group and then they set up like a spot and they meet them and then they make a game plan. But we've searched, we've searched so many places. And if the places that we've searched and the places that Trina would have went or for a walk or whatever is so, so popular, like, mm -hmm. and people are everywhere. Like, I don't like these places are like, checked and checked and checked mm -hmm. do you know they, what i mean yeah like, like it's it's not like a, this nature no. trail in the middle of the woods there'd be a, you know a park no, in st Catharines. Like, it's not like you're in cape breton or nova scotia where like these places are remote no like these places are like a lot of places like people are there all the time mm -hmm. like every time we checked places there was people everywhere mm -hmm. um and there like and as far as um like as far as official sightings go she's last seen at that sub shop you yeah. know the, the evening of new year's uh eve but there's um there's often reference to like an unconfirmed sighting of her i think the next day uh, i can't i don't know the intersection or the streets but is there yeah. any re any credible tip or anything that came in no, like the last confirmed sighting of Trina is at that sub shop. I think that that is key because I think her phone didn't work after that. Like what happened after the sub shop? That's my my plea to people is look at your dash cameras cam. mm -hmm. and your dash cams and all of that, because like that is an important time. I think that 6 p.m. New Year's Eve, what happened after that mm -hmm. is what we need to look at have i i don't know if anyone in her family or you has seen this this video of from the cctv of her leaving the sub shop have you seen images or anything from it we've asked detectives over like about that specifically and they've told us told us that it's like the footage is definitely her she was definitely at the sub shop and that nobody has to see it because it was really good footage Okay. That's what we're told. That's it. Okay. Um, but what I know, and I, you can correct me if you know something different, but my understanding is that it's um, her boyfriend driving and her in the passenger seat in her like green SUV or Jeep. Or, it's a Jeep. It's a Jeep. Yeah. And it's like apple green. It's very distinct. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if this means anything, but what I've read is that she was in the passenger seat. Would that be weird for her to not be the one driving or um, not, I guess there could be really. a million reasons why. Um, okay. Not really. Like, I mean, you know, I don't mm -hmm. think that that's weird. Um, and that's in another part of this. I, I talked about this in the prior episode I, I did where um, the initial kind of missing persons posters and such. And I think when I first saw uh, news about her being missing, 
it, it made me think that her Jeep was also missing with her, okay. but, th but that's not the case. It's just, they no, weren't able well, to. It's really confusing because we wanted the Jeep to be in the poster because it's so distinct. Yeah. And, that if, if someone saw the, the Jeep is like still driving the Jeep. So to this day, to this day. Okay. I'm not going to ask if that's weird. Cause that's I can, I can small. read body language, uh, in looking at you. Um, and, uh, and I, I'm sure you're not involved in this, but I understand there seems to be something kind of happening within the family, um, and him about, you know, what's going to happen with, with her stuff and whether or not he should have access to the Jeep and, and her house. Do you know where that stands today? I know that he still has her Jeep and her house and that's still how it stands right now. Was he, um, and before she went missing, did he live with her or just stay with her? Like, was that like his house? On and off. Okay. Six days after your best friend, your sister is missing, you, you head out there, you join in the search. During your the entire time searching, was there any kind of promising time or anything that made you think like, okay, we're getting close. Like, was there any developments despite, you know, all the effort everyone was putting in? Mm, not really. It was uh. pretty, it was pretty awful. Mm -hmm. Like we, it was freezing. Yeah. And, like, because we drove up in snowstorms and uh, yeah, we were just out in the cold looking for her as much as we could hoping that i didn't find her but i mean at this point i just want to find her mm -hmm. um in the, i know you're back in nova scotia now when did you like how long were you in st Catharines until you had to come home uh we were there probably for five days and then my husband went back um with a pi we hired a PI. Oh, so. your husband went back to St. Catharines? Yeah, my husband okay. went back with a PI. Okay. Um, in those five days that you're there, I'm sure it was a whirlwind. But what was it like actually leaving? Like that must have been kind of... It was really hard. Yeah. The drive back was really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that... Um, well, I shouldn't say I know, but I, I've read that she's... She was really active on social media. Um, yeah. And of course, like it, it kind of goes without saying, but all that just went cold. Like there's no, I know, I know I've heard that, the, you know, the phones, the bank account. The, I call her every day still, like everything went cold. Nothing, nothing at all. Mm -hmm. um, in, and I'm assuming nothing like this has ever, like there's never been a time where, you know, she went kind of off uh, off the grid no. and you haven't Trina was like we talked on December the 29th and she was planning on moving home and she was going to stay with me like she was going to sell her house and mm -hmm. in St. Catharines and she was moving in with us well until she found like the right house for her where around where we lived okay. we had so many plans like yeah. it was unbelievable and i had gotten that wrong where i thought it was for whatever reason i thought it was glace bay that she was from and she was moving back to but it's it's actually il madame which is yeah which is a much nicer place than glace bay yeah. i will say um actually, yeah but she so you had talked to her about this plan i didn't know how like concrete her plan to like sell it the was, house and move home like what was what was no, she planning she was, 
she was planning on selling our house and moving home like and- March, like this month we were planning on like her coming up and staying with us and we were gonna like look for a house we were looking at houses and everything like it was and it was pretty legit what was bringing her back like change of scenery wanting to get home like what what why was she planning to move yeah. back trina always wanted to be home like she loves nova scotia she has so many friends here and she loves the ocean like she loves hiking like we were and, and like we had planned our life our retirement together me and me and Trina it's pretty sad but we we definitely had plans <laughs> mm-hmm. um I don't um well this probably did come up but if she if it had gone according to plan she'd been she'd be coming down to Nova Scotia around now it was yeah. was her plan to bring the boyfriend with her well she gave him the option okay now, I just want to get into some kind of ideas of what could have happened. We're, we're now three months into it. Let, let me start with this. Like how you have said already, like, I just want to find her at this point. Yeah. What, like, what are, what are you thinking? Uh, like, are, are you thinking that there's, do you have hope that she's going to be found in I'm some? Always, I always have hope for her. Like, she deserves that. Mm-hmm. But it's hard it's really hard to know that like why wouldn't she contact anybody like i just i don't know and and even if she like uh even if she was say get getting away from him or just stressed out and needed to getting away or something well, you would be you would likely be the one she would turn to she would probably be here like mm-hmm. you know i just i don't know it's just the weirdest situation i don't understand it you know, at this point, I just based on what I'm perceiving from being, you know, online and following Trina's stories, um, it seems like there are certainly some kind of divides uh, amongst the people close to her, specifically the boy, her boyfriend, or and other members of the family. Um, are you in touch with him at all, or, or is that? I I like I will talk to anybody. Like, I will talk to the devil himself if they're going to give me any information about Trina. Like, mm-hmm. anybody that wants to talk to me, I will talk to. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly how I'm going to be until this is all over. I don't know what happened, but anybody that can help me, I'm going to talk to them. So, yes, I talk to everybody. All right. Do you still have any kind of connection with him? Yes. Like I, I still talk to him if, if he'll talk to me, I message him and, and I message him and he'll say like, did you hear anything? Like, I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to anybody that's going to help me try to find her at this point. The only reason I ask is I know a, a lot of people who talk about Trina's story online will have a lot of questions about him and yeah. And I, I don't know. People are suspicious of of his side of the story. Has... I think that he should just talk. If he has nothing to hide, like why isn't he making any statements or anything? I don't understand that. But mm-hmm. uh, I but think he it... could do that if he feels like he's not didn't if he didn't do anything. <laughs> like, okay. I don't. Know. Um, I know her Facebook, the, the Facebook group dedicated to the search. You're very active in there. And like I said earlier, there's a, 
a self-described army of people looking for her. Oh my God. Tell, tell me had... a bit about the social media aspect of it. Like what is, what are people doing? Um, like, like her army friends, like there's a girl, her name's Randy and Caroline. There's so many people, Tracy and Shelly Forgeron and Sherry Hearn and all of these friends of hers that are just, we, every day we'll call places and we'll try to like put it out there and post and we'll like, I try to add myself to every group at St. Catherine's and try to see, like share her poster as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Like we're trying everything we can. And some of her friends like from the military are go gonna go up in a couple weeks and do some searching. Like mm -hmm. we're never gonna give up. We're never gonna give up until we find her. For people who are listening, um, who maybe they're handy to St. Catharines or maybe they're somewhere else in the world, what what can people do to to help uh, advocate for her and to help you and the others searching for her? I think sharing, sharing her picture and her poster. Like if you're close to St. Catharines, if you can like search, if you're available to do that, like we need everybody. Tips are so important. If you live close to any of those areas, the sub place was called, what was the sub place? Firehouse Subs in mm -hmm. St. Catharines. So that's the last known location of her at that, at around 6 PM, like the night before. So Christmas or New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. And, and my understanding is her phone, like shortly after that appearance at the sub shop, yeah where she saw saw on video um her phone was just seems to be turned off after that is right after that like it just there's nothing after that so i don't know like that's what that's what i'm stuck on i feel like something happened after that i don't know what happened but something mm -hmm. and we need to figure that out we need to find her like she deserves to be found regardless of anything. Like if she's being held captive or whatever it is, I just, we need to find her regardless. I wanna thank you for joining Holly and I for our discussion surrounding the disappearance of Katrina Blagden. For those listening who wanna become more involved in Katrina's story and the search for her, I've added links to the episode description for some resources. Most significantly, I recommend you join the very active Facebook group maintained by Katrina's family and loved ones. As you heard Holly describe, they want and they need all the help they can get. And with that, I'll wrap up this episode, but before we part, I want to give some thanks. First, a big thank you to Holly for sharing an evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. I'd also like to thank Monty Data for contributing the music for this show. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. And lastly, but most importantly, I have a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, the show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, make sure you're listening on the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, the premium feed will give you more of each topic than you find here on the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content regularly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, give the show a hand and give yourself more of it at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Nathan, Rose, Katie Narai, and Marg. 
Thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can give me a big hand by sharing this episode on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, if you want to get feedback on the show, or if you'd like to contribute a voice memo, you can do that at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. Now, until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte.